Welcome to the episode about Shanghai's international city diplomacy. Before we go into the topic, let's learn about some basic information. Many people might have heard about Shanghai in some way, and it is true. Shanghai is located on the east coast of China. It's located in the southern estuary of Yangtze River, and flowing through it, there's a river called Huangpu. And it's very famous for its large population. And based on the statistics, up to 2019, there was a population of 24.28 million. And we are pretty sure that the population has increased through time until now. So it's considered the most populous urban center in China, and therefore it could be a great center for finance, research, technology, manufacturing, and transportation. And speaking about the most famous site, it would be the Port of Shanghai because it's a symbol for the prosperity of China, and it's also the reason why Shanghai prospered as a financial and commercial center of the world. Throughout the history, Shanghai was considered as a city that has frequent interaction with the rest of the world. During the first Opium War, for example, it was one of the five treaty ports that were forced to open to European trade. And after that, during the Second Sino-Japanese War, it was considered as a very important site for a military settlement and peace negotiation. And after that, during the nineteen nineties. The economic reformation plan initiated by President Deng Xiaoping says that Shanghai is considered as the most important, the single most important city that will push for China's economic growth. And not speaking about its financial institution, for example, the Shanghai Stock Exchange is considered one of the largest in the world, and Shanghai's free trade zone signifying the opening up of China's economy. And Shanghai, other than that, also has the largest metro network, even larger than New York City and London, and it has the second highest number of billionaires. Imagine how rich it is, and also it is considered as the fifth largest scientific center of the world. It has a lot of famous educational institution, so the city is really a prosperous city, and we will not doubt the fact that it has a lot of network corporation. Nowadays, at international level, Shanghai continues to be the leading city to demonstrate China's economic achievement and the new picture after the reform and opening up. The mayor of Shanghai, during an interview with him. Mentions that whatever agenda Shanghai is currently holding should be in line with the strategy and goal of the national government of People's Republic of China, and in the year of twenty twenty one, President Xi Jinping of PRC proposed that Shanghai needs to work on its improvement of soft power during the interaction with the rest of the world, and the city will continue to host. Large-scale international conferences and forum, and will play as the mirror of China's prosperity. We could easily detect that one of the future agenda would be to continue working on different conferences on on economic trade, on academic discussion, 
on political collaboration on different themes because Shanghai really has the advantages of、um, transportation and facility and many other resources. So I'm pretty sure Shanghai will do a very good job of gathering scholars and businessmen and politicians from all over the world. During the third international forum on public policy, there was a document signed in the city of Shanghai called the Shanghai Consensus on the Role of Cities in International Relation, and the three institutions that signed this consensus、um, are independent scholarly institutions that focus on this kind of、um, policy research.、Um, they're from China, Germany, and Netherlands. So in this document, they discuss why in modern diplomacy,、uh, municipal level interaction and the multiple level、uh, collaboration are super important from nowadays, and they discuss several、um, positive sides of this kind of city diplomacy. How they can increase the creative, innovative approaches, and how they can improve that diversity of ideas、uh, from different landscape, from different historical background, and how they can increase the continuity of policy implementation and legal discussion, and it also. Um, discusses how the city interaction can、um, contribute on peace building and bringing global public goods and facilities, and also on identity building aspects. So pretty interesting discussion, and I would consider this as one of the theoretical foundation for city diplomacy scholarly literature. The office that is responsible for international relation in Shanghai is called the Foreign Affairs Office of Shanghai Municipal People's Government. We can clearly see that there is an affiliation to the municipal government, but it sort of specializes into this specific area so that they can focus on this issue and accumulate some experience. And when talking about the responsibility, I would think it's rather a two-way flow because, in one way, it introduces Shanghai to the rest of the world by assisting any foreign stakeholders coming in to organize events. But in other way, it also goes out to explore resources and opportunity for further collaboration in other foreign cities. So it's. Really, a two-way flow, and a very interesting fact would be it's also responsible for、um, affairs in Hong Kong and Macau. Speaking of bilateral relationships, Shanghai has more than twenty different sisterhood cities, and personally, I feel like among those sisterhoods, the most important case would be between、um, Shanghai and Chicago. Because if you look into the map of United States and China, you can realize the two cities has a very similar geographic location. I mean, relative in their、um, national territory, because Shanghai is in the middle of the East Coast, and in the north of China there is a political center, Beijing, and in the south of China there are Hong Kong, Macau, and Canton. But in the middle of the East Coast, it is Shanghai that is、um, sort of connecting between the North and South, and playing a big role of stimulating the economy of the closer provinces. And Chicago is rather very the same case because 
if you look into Chicago, Chicago is stimulating the whole Great Lake region. It's in the middle um, of United States. And in the West Coast, there is California and Washington State. And on the East Coast, there are the New England area, New York, New Jersey, uh, Maryland, Washington, D.C. And in the middle, it's only Chicago that is um, sort of organizing all the resources and connecting all the transportations. So it's a very interesting pair. And I'm pretty sure they have similar experience to exchange with each other. And a very interesting fact would be during COVID-19, Shanghai as the sister city, when um, there was the first wave in the United States, Shanghai donated over 20,000 different um, masks to the major for Chicago hospital, demonstrating a symbol of solidarity and camaraderie during a time of crisis. And the second interesting case would be between Shanghai and Milan. Um, we all know that there are a lot of cooperation between China and Italy in the Belt and Road Initiative. And back in the history, there was a Silk Road um, departing from China to all the way to Italy, um, to Rome. And this sort of this pair between Shanghai and Milan, it's sort of reconnecting this old historical Silk Road and demonstrating the commitment of continuing this long-standing uh, friendship and also um, personally I feel like Shanghai and Milan um, has a lot of fashion show so it does have some similarity in terms of the soft power and impression to people so I'm pretty sure there are many areas for cooperation. However, speaking about bilateral relationships, some people have different ideas. So I had an interview with a resident from Shanghai. He is a current student at Rice University and he is staying in Shanghai. Let's see about his opinion about Shanghai's foreign policy. Well, Taiwan and China, they never recognize each other. So both sides avoided any kind of official diplomatic relations. Right. So Shanghai Taipei Forum provided a channel for leaders of both countries to exchange their ideas and possibly avoided armed conflicts, especially when in 2016, pro-independence candidate Tsai Ing-wen won the presidential election and tension between two countries increased significantly. All right, so you're saying that um, because between Beijing and Taiwan, it's going to be super awkward. So this uh, bilateral relationship between Shanghai and um, Taipei is sort of a complementary platform for people to exchange their idea without being awkward for political diplomatic reasons, right? Yes. Another very interesting network is in the environmental sector, the C40 China Buildings Program. So this network has four member cities, Beijing, Fuzhou, Qingdao, and Shanghai. So these four cities, each is specializing into one specific aspect on how to improve the energy efficiency related to the construction of buildings. And in this case, Shanghai itself is specializing into 
the upgrade of existing commercial and public buildings, and other city, of course, would specialize into other areas such as the energy utilization or the、uh, retrofits for existing residential buildings. But、um, each city is focusing on one. And I think this is a really good network because by specializing into one aspect, the city sort of does a experiment that they can exchange to other cities, and together they can figure out a comprehensive, holistic plan on how to improve this energy efficiency、um, as a whole. So they're playing a really complementary role to each other and contributing to a greater common good. So. This is a very smart network, and I sh- I think I would definitely recommend it to other cities as well. Another example, it wouldn't be strictly considered as municipal level um collaboration, but still very interesting. Um, we all know about NYU, New York University, and there is a division in Shanghai called NYU Shanghai. And this school、um, utilizes the resources from NYU and accommodate the resource into an East Asian context and specifically in the mainland China setting. It's a very unique、um, integration of the curriculum from the West to the East, and each year many professors travel from NYU to Shanghai and give. Uh, lectures and have scholarly discussions and hold conferences, and each year, um, students from Shanghai, um, a majority number of Chinese students would travel to New York and learn about the Western world, learn about New York, learn about the U.S., and it's a great exchange. And in some way, it sort of improved the soft power and mutual understanding between two country, and it's only. The unique pair between New York City and Shanghai, as the largest cities of two largest economy, that people will have this、um, fruitful opportunity and fruitful fruitful exchange and experience. The role Shanghai played during COVID nineteen was a significant one. During the initial outbreak in Wuhan, Shanghai was the largest city that was near Wuhan. And it has the best medical resources and scholars、um, in the city. So the municipal government was super generous in terms of resource sharing and knowledge exchange.、Um, Shanghai sent out thousands of hundreds of different、uh, medical professionals, nurses, and doctors, and medical supply and masks to、um, Wuhan and its、uh, nearby village and towns. They tackle the problem together. They show a great camaraderie during the time of difficulties. And other than that, because during COVID nineteen, a lot of international flights were interrupted, and、um, PRC sort of、um, have this policy to cut international flight. Uh, flying to the capital city of Beijing, so Shanghai really. Takes on the pressure and accommodate the largest number of international flights flying from、um, foreign countries into mainland China, and it organizes hotel quarantine and large scale COVID test, and it doesn't really have many cases、um, domestically, 
and it really serves as this uh, safety net for mainland China to deal with um, foreign cases. So it did a really good job. So as a conclusion, I have to say that city plays a complementary role for national diplomacy because it is the city that leaves a specific impression to foreign ambassadors and stakeholders. And moreover, it provides the context for national political agenda to be implemented into practice. In addition, cities themselves have the potential to play an even greater role on areas like sustainable development and the preservation of arts and culture. Because as a smaller unit, it has the capacity to decide what is best for them and what their comparative advantage is.